Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, January 26th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Companies have raised $400 billion in debt and equity already in 2021. Leon Black has stepped down as chief executive of his private equity group, Apollo Global Management. In Russia, protesters are furious about corruption. That could be a real problem for Vladimir Putin. Zoom has trouble with Beijing and Washington. That could be a warning to other multinationals in China. I'm Brendan Greeley, in for Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Companies have raised a lot of money in 2021, a gobsmacking amount of money, nearly $340 billion in corporate debt through January 22nd, $64 billion in IPOs and secondary equity offerings. According to an analysis by the Financial Times, that's $170 billion above the average for this time of year. It's easy to borrow with interest rates this low and stable. If you want to raise equity, stock prices are approaching silly, and so it is a time for companies to expand if they can or just cash out. Some of that money raised this year went to Special Purpose Acquisition Companies, or SPACs. These are vehicles that raise funds through an IPO so they can buy something. They're also known as blank check companies. There are already 61 new SPACs this year. They've raised just under $17 billion. A fund manager based in the UK told the FT that with this much money coming in, the feeling in markets is just sheer nervousness. On Wall Street, Leon Black will retire as chief executive of Apollo Global Management. That's the private equity group he founded in 1990. It's now a $433 billion powerhouse, and it's a big lender to corporate America. The announcement came as Apollo revealed the conclusion of a review by a law firm into Mr. Black's relationship with the late pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Mr. Black said the findings confirmed facts he had already disclosed about his relationship with Mr. Epstein. He will remain chairman of Apollo. Tens of thousands of protesters demonstrated in cities across Russia over the weekend. The demonstrations were sparked by the arrest of Alexei Navalny, an opposition leader. But the people on the streets were angry about other things as well. Henry Foy, our Moscow bureau chief, is on the line with me now. Henry, these are not Vladimir Putin's first protests. How are these different? You're right. Uh, we, we've seen people take to the streets of, of Russia before under Mr. Putin. But I think what felt incredibly different uh, this weekend was both the national scale of the protests and the level of anger uh, out there amongst people. So the spark was perhaps the arrest of Alexei Navalny. But it, it seems like from, from your reporting or what we have in the FT that there's other things going on as well. So what do people on the streets now in Russia say they're angry about? Right. I mean, Mr. Navalny's arrest last week was the catalyst for this. The arrest itself, for a lot of people, summed up the impunity of the Putin administration, the lack of rule of law, the ability of Mr. Putin and his uh, regime to decide who would go to jail and who wouldn't, who benefits from the state and who doesn't. And the other thing that's really made the protest this weekend so aggressive was the release of a video by Mr. Navalny and his team that alleged that there was a huge mansion built on the Black Sea coast in southern Russia, uh, paid for by a small group of oligarchs uh, for Mr. Putin. 
This investigation, complete with architectural drawings and financial records, included uh, photographs and graphical mock-ups of the buildings and the rooms in this palace, and included such details as a 700 euro Italian toilet brush that, that Mr. Putin had had installed. People came to the protest waving toilet brushes. 700 euros is roughly the average uh, salary in Russia. And so there's a lot of anger that Mr. Putin and his people live in a completely different country than the average Russian, who've, who've lived through uh, the last six years with five years of falling real income with an economy that's uh, pretty much uh, flatlining. And of course, a COVID pandemic has massively affected uh, quality of life. So this video of opulence really hit Vladimir Putin where it counts for him. Does he seem threatened by the release of this video? I think the response to the video shows that they're definitely uh, rattled. It's got almost 90 million views on YouTube, which is an extraordinary number in a country of 146 million. And Mr. Putin, in a roundtable meeting with some students, actually referred to it directly, which is quite extraordinary for Mr. Putin, who has an incredibly controlled media strategy uh, and nothing gets said or done without prior approval. He said that he hasn't had time to watch the video, but nothing listed there has ever belonged to him or any of his close relatives. He said it was a convenient moment to cobble together materials to brainwash our citizens and put it online. But you're absolutely right. Mr. Putin likes to distance himself from business, distance himself from the rich people who have gained their fortunes around him uh, and present himself as a man of the people. This completely undermines that message and that uh, portrayal of himself. So what are the plans for a protest movement going forward? Is this something that actually represents a threat for Putin? This only becomes a threat if it continues, as we've seen in neighboring Belarus uh, last year. If you can sustain this week after week and get more and more people coming out, the authorities are then under a huge amount of pressure. At the moment, I don't think Mr. Putin will be losing too much sleep. But if we see bigger protests next weekend and perhaps more and more into February and into the spring as the weather starts to get better, then I think the Kremlin does have a problem. Henry Foy, our bureau chief in Moscow. Thanks, Henry. Thank you very much. Zoom, the U.S. video conferencing company, already had problems with Beijing. Now Zoom is in trouble with Washington. The U.S. Department of Justice last month charged a Zoom executive with helping China's state security apparatus monitor and disrupt Zoom calls. Tom Mitchell is the FT's bureau chief in Beijing. He says the case should worry other foreign multinationals, too. He joins us now. Tom, how did we get here? Basically, what had happened is the Zoom had been um, blocked by the Chinese authorities back in 2019 because of their concerns about some discussions that were happening. And um, in order to get the access restored, they came to this sort of agreement. The Chinese state security apparatus, they wanted access to, to Zoom's networks and they wanted access to the content on uh, some of its networks. And they were able to put pressure on this employee to get it. And they're also able to put pressure on Zoom itself by threatening to cut off its access to uh, the Chinese market. As the anniversary of Tiananmen was approaching last June 4th, there were online uh, conversations, online memorial discussions about the incidents of 1989. And some of those were disrupted, which I think uh, first brought attention to this problem. And so American authorities investigated and they found someone inside Zoom helping authorities in China disrupt Zoom calls. 
Yes. So uh, Zoom fired the person who was working with the Chinese authorities, but they had also tried to keep a firewall between their China operation and their U.S. operation. So, for example, the liaison person for the Chinese government wasn't supposed to have access to U.S. systems where some of these conversations uh, were occurring. And what he did was he worked with some of his U.S. colleagues to get access to parts of the network that technically he wasn't supposed to have access to. So that sort of thing, Zoom says it was, it never signed off on. And I believe those were the grounds for this, the employee's dismissal. Tom, is this a Zoom only problem? Do other companies, other multinationals operating in China, do they need to worry too? Well, I think the interesting thing about the Zoom allegations that the Department of Justice has made is it shows the degree to which Chinese authorities will put pressure on employees of certain companies to gain access to their systems. So if you're a a multinational investor in China and there's stuff on your network that you want to keep safe, it's very difficult to do that if the Chinese authorities decide they want access to it. Even if there are firewalls built in, you know, this case shows that um, someone working with the Chinese authorities can figure out a way around those kind of systems. Tom Mitchell is the FT's bureau chief in Beijing. And the San Francisco 49ers have increased their stake in Leeds United, a Premier League football team. That is another sign that sports executives in America see the other football as where the growth is. The 49ers investment unit now owns 37% of the team that plays at Elland Road in Yorkshire. The 49ers did not make the playoffs this year. In the Premier League, Leeds is currently 12th. You can read more on all these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.